Square Ball Podcast. Welcome, as always, to the show. If you're new, welcome. Dan here, along with Michael and Moscow White for the weekly show. Uh, we'll catch up with Brentford and stuff in a bit, yeah? First of all, we need to say it's brought to you by Levi Solicitors, this show, who do you a 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Michael will smoothly and systematically reel off the three things that are on offer in January now. Michael? Wills, probate, conveyancing. Yep. Which is your favourite of those three? Say Wills. Wills. Do you know why they're good? Because you can do online appointments. Yeah, you can do it. That's not the, the main point is that you can do video appointments with the online booking system. That's what I meant. It's all online, isn't it? How, else, how else are you doing the video? Via satellite link? It's all on the internet. <laughs> Sorry, Levi's. Um, yeah, levislisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball. We've got a sale on. Quick plug for these as well. Flying out like hotcakes now. We took the piss out of the fact we couldn't sell it. Oh, look at that. Moscow's drinking out of a, a mug. Uh, on the video version on YouTube, uh, like they do in the films, you know, when there's nothing in the in the vessel. Can you yeah. do the same with yours? Is that a Luke? Is that a Luke Ailing mug there, Michael? He's good as mm. well, isn't he? Yeah, his legs his legs wide open there for the ball to to go through. Uh, no, that's him scoring his volley against against Huddersfield in in, in fun times. In the before times, the yeah. before times. Yeah, so yeah, we've got a few of those Street Fighter things we did too. They're on sale. And the cheap, yes, cheap fiver. Not fiver cheap for not, a mug. Not cheaply made, just discounted in price. Exactly, it's still the same. Premium product, just a new low exciting price. The jokes about the Pat Pamper mugs being broken, etc., can be made, but yeah, yeah. and of tweeting look, do your own jokes. Look at him go. Exactly. Fixed. He's on a hot streak. Well, let's get onto all that then, shall we, and talk about the um, the football. But if you're on the mugs, the squareball.net, you find the merch section. There's a sale bit in there, loads of stuff on sale. Have a poke around. Part one of the show is news. Should we do news? Should we talk about our record signing? Yeah, let's do that. Rodrigo, yeah, he's doing really well, isn't he? <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, Ruter, uh, well, we're recording this sort of Friday uh, late morning and we've got the Phil Hayes show coming up in a bit, which is going to be after the press conference, I think, or an interview where they're having a chat with uh, Jorginho Ruter from Moscow. Where did he come from prior to... Uh, from Hoffenheim. Prior to Hoffenheim, he came from... Um, he came from Rouen. Rouen, correct. And before that, he was at Rouen. Yes, he's, um, he's very happy to be here. You look, he did genuinely look happy to be here as well. I know struck players me as a, are, struck me as a lovely lad. Players always say that, but he yeah. did genuinely look thrilled. The intro to the crowd on Wednesday night was funny, and these things are always funny, because they just sort of walked him out to the centre spot <laughs> and said, There he is. There's Ruta. In, and then, in the middle of a football stadium, now what do I do? And they just walked away again. I did think for a moment, because they built it up, they said as soon as the game finished, Stay, they did what they should have done for Click when he left against... Uh, lessons learned. West Ham. Lessons learned, yeah. It was like, everybody, stay in your seats at half-time because we're going to be bringing out our new signing. And typically, I think most people were like, mm, sod that, after that. <laughs> um, but I did think having built it up and then walking him out into the, the middle of the field like a, a pony at a show, that they were going to make him do some kick-ups or mm. something. Didn't, but no, he just turned around and walked back again. Waved. When he got to near the tunnel, he seemed to almost have second thoughts. He was like, should I, should I stay for a bit longer? He was like, <laughs> Is it too, uh, soon to do, too soon to do a lap of honour? Yeah. Was it Martin Brathwaite who, when he signed for Barcelona, tried to do the signing things with the, with the kick-ups and he couldn't do them? Yeah, I think so. This always... <laughs> Just looked absolutely lost. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, there he was, so he's definitely here. Yeah, looked well. Looked healthy, didn't he? The most he two-footed did. player Jesse Marsh has ever seen. That's and they've got loads in common. He was saying that they had a a chat about football and he said that Ruta already seemed to like know all of Jesse Marsh's tactical ideas. So like, <laughs> they were so, written on the back of a postage stamp so for him. 20 year old kids got it all worked out. Maybe maybe Ruta could be our next manager. It's possible. He does like to, to lean on a teenager for, uh, for tactical like advice, when, doesn't he? When Tyler Adams was ordering about, about when he was 15. <laughs> We've got to start attacking down the left. Oh yeah, the kid's right. So that's <laughs> hey the kid's right man and he's uh, he's grown up a little bit now so it's like yeah we can have Tyler Adams as manager uh, Rutter is there is a, a coaching vacancy because we've still not filled the Jacko gap couple so, of days yeah. couple more days couple more days we'll have an announcement but yeah very exciting going to be great like he's going to be playing for us for the next 15 years um, attacking scoring loads of goals with both feet just dribbling loads he says he loves to dribble the dribble he loves anime it's the other thing about him so good is, it, is that true yes good I can't remember the name of it because I don't know much about anime, but he mentioned a couple of shows in um, an interview at the start of the year. He was like, what are his other interests? And he listed anime amongst them. Well, the, the shows in particular that he watches. I look forward to an athletic long read on that then. Well, it would be interesting. I mean, it's always nice when somebody's got a little bit more than just like, because that was the one, it made me laugh on uh, LUTV did a day in the life 
of Jackie Harrison where they followed him around and on the way back the after training he's driving home and like, so what do you like to do in your in your downtime when you're not being a footballer and it's oh well you know me and my girlfriend we just like to watch watch movies watch a bit of TV we've been watching that documentary lately about uh Jeffrey uh Jeffrey uh Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> I was thinking would you not if you were making that day and I was just like okay okay that's the true answer but kids are going to be watching let's just say you like watching Finding Nemo or something. We'll just we'll just do that over again. It's like, oh yeah, all the serial killer stuff. That's that's what we really like. And is that the same day in the life of where they were filming him in the dressing room and um, there was Rasmus there, bollock naked, yeah. and they had, they had to do a second take? So again, it's like it's they maybe need to be putting uh, an, an R rating on these day in the life uh, videos. Maybe that's fine. Once you've got a nude Rasmus, I guess it's like yeah, all the uh, all the serial killer documentaries can be thrown in after. Did you like seeing Victor in his San Francisco 49ers top, which we have touched on um, across the last week, but now is a chance for us to share our, our thoughts and feelings on that. That was, so, do you think that was very subtle? He's always been a man for, for the, the delicate, nuanced points, hasn't he, Victor Orta, when he's wearing his 49ers top, shouting at people to fuck off. He's, uh, yeah, he's, not, he's not the most subtle of men, is he? But I guess if they've paid for it, fair enough. How do you imagine that's gone down with Andrea Radrazzani? As a man noted for having a very thick skin and uh, not at all a fragile ego. Well, what does a Ace Adventures hoodie look like? Do they do any? Do they make any? Maybe that's the maybe that's mm. the problem. He he wakes up in the morning and thinks I would love to wear something with Andrea Radrizzani's face on it. I haven't got one, so I'll just have to wear the Forty Nine hoodie. So it's it's really Andrea's own fault. Improve your merch offering. Yeah, he might do now. He might have had one made of him. It'll be a picture of him with a six pack. <laughs> Really tall, six six foot tall, with a, <laughs> with a big with a rippling torso. <laughs> Shot from a low angle, possibly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was fun. I'm surprised they didn't have a big bag of money on the table or a, like a giant check from San Francisco. Dollars. <laughs> Absolutely, good fun, good fun. Um, Azadine Unahi, that one's uh, gone a bit quiet now. Do you want a central midfielder? I do. I suppose we should. I, I know I'm being a big baby football fan, and I want everything now and everything yesterday, but. I'd quite like to see us have another midfielder. Um, well, we got we got rid of a perfectly good one in click. Mm. So let's have another. I mean, this, this guy's not coming, is he? He don't want to come. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they, maybe they just wait until later in the window. See what happens with Brentford. Whether they need to pony up to get you know compensation for anybody else. If they need to bring anybody else in for any reason at mm. all after Brentford, which uh, can we get onto in part two? Brentford. I don't know. It feels like they're, they're probably in for someone, but they're just biding the time in that way that Leeds kind of do. And as Phil has said, don't be surprised if nothing happens, but don't be surprised if something does happen. Don't be surprised at all. It's, it's we're kind of used to it, aren't we? To get the players that they want early, and then kind of mill around. Definitely the hallmark of January's previous that Moscow. Well, or they don't get them. They go for them, don't they? Because we had the Brendan Aronson chase last January, and it was pretty clear that was the player they wanted. So they either got him or they didn't. This year we wanted Verber and Rutter, and we got them. And then there is that period in the rest of the window where it's just like, see what happens, see who becomes available, see if there's anything out there that we that we want. Maybe they're a little bit too relaxed about filling up the midfield with people and a definite target in mind would be nice if it's this guy or somebody else. But yeah, we're into a usual Leeds mode, aren't we? Like We've bought some players and now we're going to try and resist everybody's uh, begging for more because days go by without a signing and everybody forgets about the, the record signing. And it gets to January the 31st, everybody will be moaning that we've done nothing. And they'll say, what about Rutter? And people say, that was three weeks ago forgotten all about it I am fairly pleased with our business I have to say so far it seems it seems like fairly sensible acquisitions and early which is important Verba injured Rutter well, yeah. how many goals has he scored record signing two goals terrible <laughs> done nothing oh, so far has he? yeah he's done nothing for us did you not see his wave rubbish smile wasn't impressed he was in the shadow of Click anyway that night wasn't he no, yeah that's true Click did the same didn't he just wandered out yeah uh, there's not a lot you can do really is there, there was no. a big about Cry him. again. Yeah, about him not saying goodbye. And then it's kind of what does an actual goodbye look like in those Dousing circumstances? With tear gas as he comes out. It is somebody 100 yards away waving at you. And mm. it's like, we wanted the close moment. Oh, that's as good as it gets, isn't it? But, um, you know, he was looking good. Sharp coat. But yeah, oh no, it seems like we agreed a price ages ago, more or less, on it from reports and probably can match his personal terms. And he's gone, yeah, I'll see. Quite fancy the Champions League with uh, with Napoli, thanks. Which is absolutely fair enough. Which is ungrateful. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, that's another another opinion on it. But yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd probably just fancy winning a medal straight away, wouldn't you? As an option. Links as well to Diogo Montero, who 
most notably has spectacular eyebrows. Looks like he could be on The Apprentice, actually, I think, with those eyebrows. And that's, um, he's got a sharp, coiffured haircut. Mm, well, he's receiving an award, isn't he, on this this picture? I'm not, I'm not quite sure what it is. It's, it's cut off, but it's from UA for award anyway, so it looks, it looks very smart. Or, yeah, or he's, not wearing, like, he's not wearing a tie, Michael. Or I feel like he might be trying to get me to go to his church. Right, yes. The, yeah, the other yeah. vibe from this. Yeah, that's a good one, that, actually, yeah. Um, so he's played for Portugal at youth level, but he's from Switzerland. Knocking about around Servette. Yeah. Uh, about, Moscow, uh, that, that, that's surely a French, French Swiss. So well. Servette. Servette. So he turns 18, doesn't he, at some point in the next week or two, so they're, they're going to pounce potentially here. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It, the, the Charlie Creswell replacement. Yeah, his YouTube <laughs> one presence of the is... Um, it's different to, to most people because mm. there are highlights from a, um, a Portugal youth game against Denmark, but then there's also his own channel, which is quite unusual. Uh, that are we he, signing uh, a YouTuber? Well, it's, Sorry, it's, are we signing a fellow YouTuber? It's football orientated to his credit. It has uh, the about pages in several languages and says, uh, I am a boy of 14 years old who lives in Switzerland. He's too young to sign then. Who dreams of a career in football. If you like one of my videos, do not hesitate to love and to share with your family and your friends. Thank you. And it is a it's a selection of is it, it's got a sort of a knowing Kenny vibe that yeah it's a selection of little videos he's done of himself they're all like the longest one is thirteen seconds it's like him just kicking a ball in it just kicking the ball into a goal yeah it's pretty it's quite sweet so he's he's had his little uh, um, eight subscribers he he already uh, had we can get that up to ten I think uh, well I'm not don't following forget, you. Don't forget, did you not like and subscribe. But, um, Hit that bell. Thirteen seconds. In fairness, he's barely got time to even address that, has he? Yeah. No. <laughs> English, French, German, and Spain are the languages he's he's put it in. So he's spreading his net quite uh, wide, trying to get uh, the attention of football, and um, worked. Yeah, the, the only real clips of him playing football competitively are from the Portugal Denmark game. And I have to admit, when I opened that, I did see Portugal. The score is on there. It says Portugal uh, Dinamarca, and I thought. It was Dinamarca. Then I googled, I googled it, and I was like, "It's Denmark." Denmark, yeah. I mean, I got that very quickly. <laughs> I know. I did it as soon as I as soon as I did it. I thought, obviously, what is I wrong? What, were, is, what on earth is wrong with you? I thought you were talking about a player, Mr. and Mrs. Marker's lad, Dina. No, no, sadly not. But um, I mean, do we want him? Yeah, because we do want everyone, don't we? What's happening to Charlie Creswell? Well, it seems potentially out on loan, doesn't it? But um, there's talk, and it's Phil, I think, who's. Uh, Responsible for spreading, He's trying this, to sell him. Yeah, spreading this rumor with his poison pen, suggesting that he might go out permanently. It makes you wonder, doesn't it, whether they're, they're sort of reassessing the the parameters now for players who are sort of coming in as the uh, as the backfill from the youth team, if you like. Mm. Well, Max Dean's gone permanently as well, hasn't he? Unfortunately, he's not been able to find a club, so they've had to send him to the the pretend one in Milton Keynes, where uh, Mark Jackson is pretending to be in charge of a a pretend football club. Um, is, yes, AFC Wimbledon is the real one. The other one doesn't count. But um, which is, I think, with Dean, it kind of makes some sense because we now have about sixty strikers ahead mm-hmm. of him. One of all, which cost about thirty-five million quid. Don't if you've heard. Yeah, all of a certain age as well. Like Rodrigo's uh, kicking on. I guess Bamford is twenty-nine. Is, yeah, so he's still the right side of thirty. He's a young man, fine young man. So you can see like. Even if we did a Chelsea thing of farming him out on loan for years, we'd probably ruin him the way Chelsea ruined Bamford. So let him go. Uh, a little bit different at the back because we don't really have any defenders. I know we've got some defenders, but you could probably you could look at Yorente, Cooper, Cock, Strout, Verber, and think there's room in there for one more. But I guess it's what Creswell wants as well. Like, is he looking at Cock and Verber? Um, and Strauch having their contracts and thinking, well, the best I'm going to be there is I've got to try and fight my way through them or just go and play somewhere permanently, get loads of games and, and come up that way. And if he's spoken to Jamie Shackleton on his loan, he's kind of a warning from the future, isn't he, of, of this is this is maybe what can happen if you just stay at a club too long and they don't ever really play you and then you go out on loan and you struggle to get games and then before you know it, you're like, 23 or whatever whatever Jamie Shackleton is now and you've, you've not really kicked the ball very tumbling much in the last down, few years tumbling down the pyramid like the, an Egyptian builder that slipped and the loan as well has maybe been a bit of a reality check because every time he played in for Leeds in, the, in our first team it felt like a super high cool experience and everything went really well this is the first time he's the, not the grind yeah it's not gone brilliantly and yeah. it might have been kind of a, a reassessment for him and also for um, Leeds United maybe just like what potential he has at the moment and whether um, 
sort of keeping him around is going to be the best way of getting the best out of him. It happens. This is, you know, we have the, Michael was making a very good point on one of the podcasts that I wasn't on, what? I was listening to, about how we got to get used to the, the Premier League way of doing youth players, where we think every player that comes from our youth team is destined to play for us for 10 years, whereas actually a lot of them are destined the, the to... pathway. ...are destined to be sold, and that's how Manchester City make untold millions from just having an academy producing players who... And even it's um, Jason Wilcox who's in charge of their academy, our old winger. He's just gone to Southampton now. <clears throat> don't know why he would do that. It's ridiculous. But he was saying, um, you know, the likelihood of, of us getting a player as good as De Bruyne out of our academy is very slim. We'll probably have to buy that player. But we can produce dozens of players who are good enough for the championship in the Premier League and sell them and use that money to buy De Bruyne. So And FFP as well. I mean, like if you look at what Chelsea are doing, which Todd Bowley seems to have completely lost his marbles and spending, what, 400 million in one and a half windows or something. Mm. Um, they're going to have to do some selling, aren't they, in the... In the upcoming windows, you imagine. Might not bother. Fair enough, they might. They Brave might it out. Yeah, um, and then, because they're going to be selling, they're going to be selling academy products out, they're probably Conor Gallagher's going to go. You've got, what, Loftus-Cheek as well, who's come through, who might well end yeah. up going and so on yeah, and so I mean, forth. Chelsea end up with England internationals who are in their reserve team because they, they can produce players who are that good. Loftus-Cheek has played for England, I'm not imagining yeah, that. Yeah, quite yeah, a few yeah, times. yeah. Um, But he can't get into their first team and they end up on loan to Germany and stuff and it's all, you know, um, squad caps haven't really worked healthily where you say you can only have 25 players in your Premier League squad and a certain number have got to be homegrown because now Chelsea and Nottingham Forest are just going like fine we'll just pay a bunch of players to just not play <laughs> can't be in the squad can't do anything but we'll have them and then other people can't it's there is the homegrown quarter as well which kind of plays into this doesn't it you have a certain percentage of your players have got to have spent at least three years in an academy and all that that's so why there's a weird lucrative market for ageing English goalkeepers because people are like well sub goalkeeper whatever we don't need to waste the squad space on that as long as we can get someone to kind of do a job as a second or third choice that's fine we'll, we'll save a, save our foreign players for the sexiest stuff I'd be willing to do that you know who, who do you propose we get Mark Beanie no no I'm saying I, I'm willing I'd be willing to do it like in, if a Premier League to, I'd, never, I'd never play I'd go mm. training if they asked me to but I'd never obviously play. I, I reckon it's not going to provide much, a very stiff challenge for the, the players in training if you're in goal why because of I played. Because of the, the, physical, the physical demands <laughs> of goalkeeping. I spent a season in goal when, when I did, you know, like we played just among ourselves like on a Wednesday afternoon at uni yeah. university and we won the league. So I've got a league title winner's medal. I am. Um, and, and we conceded the fewest goals in the division. I suspect. And I saved the penalty. Professional one. footballers kick it really, really hard. This is like, even from the uh, perspective of being a goalkeeper, listening to Kevin Blackwell. <laughs> Reeling off his playing achievements. <laughs> are you putting your, your hat in the ring to be our new left back, by the way, with the, your, Number three. your top you're wearing tonight? It's like, well, a, Joss, I, it's like a Jossie's Giants top. You, it, you probably won't remember Jossie's Giants. No, you, I, I know of it. I don't. Yeah. If I can get a transfer from the comics. It looks like a Newcastle top, I have to say. Yeah, yeah I always really liked that Newcastle kit. Mm. Um, and then I found this. Why well, you just go and support them then, eh? Because you got an eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it comics the team? Or is that just a sponsor? I've never been able to work it out. I think it's just a... Because Comet was the electrical reseller, wasn't it? That's sponsored by all the branches of Comet. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's Comets. Joffy. Back to Joffy. He's got a Wigan on loan. Is that confirmed? Let's assume so. No, I don't think it is officially. It's going to do it. He is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. By the sounds of it. But by the time this gets published, probably, let's assume he has. But... um, I mean, it does make... make... We'll be back next week with his uh, his unveiling video at Preston. (laughs) Absolute climb down. Um, (laughs) It does make sense, doesn't it, given that Ruth has arrived and... uh, Sorry, Ruth there has arrived... And Bamford's now back among the uh, among the goals. The most exciting prospect in the Premier League. That's what Angus Kinnear said about him, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Old. the right it's the right move for him, though. Yeah, go out and play some games. And he's he's dead young. I don't think the, the, two weeks younger than Ruth there. Yeah. So I did see someone point out though that um, you know Ben White was at Newport at twenty. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be nice for Lynn to have him on for a bit as well. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's got a little brother, hasn't he, as well? Yeah. Who's probably now about eighteen, so <laughs> maybe not that small. Could beat you up. Yeah, almost certainly. That's yeah. good, Lynn. But um, but yeah, no, I, I hope he goes out back and does well. I Play think, I think you, you'd let Lynn beat you up <laughs> for kicks. <laughs> Fair enough. Get in touch. <laughs> She's on Twitter, Michael. You could always just uh, drop her a message. Probably not. No? I think that's, no. <laughs> not the done thing. No, okay. Yeah, I think since um, Matt Grimes' mother was probably the, the death knell for interactions, really, wasn't it? I discovered Lewis Bates' mum on Twitter, actually. 
weirdly, because she... Um, Michael. Discovered. Michael well, Normanson, mum stalker. I tweeted about Lewis Bate, and then in the replies to it, people saying, oh, I did really well against Arsenal. You can see who's liked the replies to it. And there was there was a... Um, I can't remember her name now, but there was there was a someone bait, and basically all she does is like stuff about Lewis Bates. She never posts anything, but she just she just obviously like searches for him and, and likes stuff. A proud mum. It was nice. I, I assume it's his mum. It could it could be his sister, I suppose. But I'm assuming mum. <laughs> but yeah, I just came across it. I was like, ah, oh, that's quite nice, really. She's just going through like retweeting nice stuff about her son playing well. Aye, great stuff. Um, Yelda has gone to Rotherham on loan, straight into the team. They won four 0 against Blackburn. Got good reports, didn't they? Getting assists, playing left back as well. Interestingly for them, not um, not centre back, so maybe he is he is one after all. Yeah, he did a lot of left back stuff before he came to us. It was never, I think we, I think just because we don't have any other sort of left back options, Leeds fans tend to get a bit irate about where Hielder plays. But it was always a thing. He's big as well, isn't he? I think that's the other thing. He doesn't look like you'd expect a left back to look. It's the modern game. They're not Tony Dorigo isn't the archetype anymore. Neither is Ian Hart. Mm. The short and pacey. We know the, the criteria for signings is now because Jesse said birth order. Obviously, it's something he looks at. Yeah, he said that unprompted as well, didn't he? Which makes you wonder about his judgment slightly. But... Although he didn't say exactly like what the conclusion was. It was because it was reported rather than we don't have the exact quote from his um, the interview he was doing at this corporate conference, well, coaching conference. But when asked what questions he uses to assess players when meeting them, uh, his first response was that he's a big believer in birth order and gets to know that about a player, but it doesn't say whether he, like, he gets to know it. I, I guess it's... Is he saying he doesn't want the difficult middle child? Is that what he's saying? Well, I guess it's, he, he maybe wants to know that that's what he's dealing with. So it's like, okay, so were you first, second, third, what? And then he's like, okay. Then they obviously reads the tarot after that. <laughs> yes. It, he's doing some palmistry. <laughs> is, um, do we know if Aronson's got an older brother? He obviously has the younger one, but is he the oldest? I think he's the oldest, he's yeah. The older there's one. a sister so he's not, as well. He's not the difficult middle one. Oh, there's a sister in the mix yeah, too? Yeah, she plays too. Ah, do you know where? How old is she? Just, um, just think if only, if only there was a worldwide what, si- system, of in, system of interconnected computers that could. Tell I'm not us sure to be honest. I think Dan's looking it just up. Just wondering what it what it tells us about him. Big brother to to uh, Paxton Paxo, mm. and then so where's the sister in the mix, Dan? You must have found it by now. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, personal life. Mm-hmm. <sighs> come on, come on. No, come on. It doesn't say. Is his girlfriend still uh, still playing football as well? She, she quit. Was, uh, she quit. I'm, well, no, that makes it sound like a queer. She had four, <laughs> four disastrous knee injuries and uh, surgeries. Oh, no. And, uh, I laughed at that and I didn't mean to. And then eventually, I think this year, she decided to pack it in. Fair enough. She's, um, not, in, she's not in Leeds yet, is she? I mean, as I've far not, as I'm aware. I've not looked for a, a while. Whenever they're together, they always used to put nice Instagram stories on. Exactly. It was absolutely sickening. So I just like <laughs> give up on uh, seeing what they were up to. It's like, I think, um, I know it's because uh, obviously Brendan posted about like how um, Brendan's the eldest by the way there you go about how hard she'd worked and like wishing the best like Jaden she'd stopped uh, stopped doing it but yeah she kept it was yeah, it's quite a sad story but she she was obviously on a soccer scholarship at college and sort of the start of every new year she would post a photograph of herself in the kit and being like really excited for the new season and then about two months later like a photograph of her having a knee operation and then Six months later, really excited for the new season, and then a month later, knee operation. I think just like yeah, um, whatever's going on with that, not going to happen. But um, she can still do uh, probably still play left back for us. So just to uh, just to close off the thought, it was uh, Rusty and Janelle, mm-hmm. mom and pop. Pop was a, a soccer coach, wasn't he? Rusty still is, he yeah. Uh, and you've got um, and is Janelle also athletic? I'm sure she's like a... Let me, I'll just have a look at the photos. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then we've got um, Brendan, who's the eldest, and then Paxton and Jaden. Okay. The kids. So I wonder, wonder what Marsh would learn, what he would glean from this information. Where, where are you in the birth order, Moscow? Uh, younger brother to an older sister. Same. So you're the youngest, and you're the youngest. I'm also the youngest, but I'm also the oldest, and everything in between. Oh, only child. It explains an awful lot. Yes. You selfish fucking pig. <laughs> well, maybe. This is why you run around screaming for stuff all the time. <laughs> maybe this is how Marsh picks the team. Like, are we going to get some leadership from uh, from an only child? We're going to have to do some extensive research now to find out what all the different birth orders of the squad are, see if we can notice any pattern. Well, Joffrey's the old... We've in already fact, said, that's, that's the We've already said Joffrey's the oldest one. He sent him off. Maybe the absence of a sister is like, no, don't, not happy mm, with this. Yeah. Not good enough. Who knows? Uh, 21s, by the way, lost to West Brom. Pathetic. 
Bless him. What's the uh, point? They're supposed to be walking away with that league this year. No, it's because they had a lot of players in the first team squad, didn't they? Darko JB scored a very good goal. And also the sending off, Chris Moore got sent off and gave away a penalty for possibly the mildest uh, foul. It's, it was almost of the lines of like in the olden days, you might have given it an indirect free kick for obstruction. But because it was through on goal and the player fell over, it was a penalty and a red card. Um, so that felt a bit harsh. Darko JB... Uh, stuck an equaliser in the top corner. We played really well after going 1-0 down. Um, but then we we decided, well, I don't know if it was a decision, but certainly the conclusion was in the last like 20 seconds of the game, West Brom just like, ran through the middle and scored a goal. And that was a bit upsetting. 2-1 defeat. We may haven't bothered playing for a bit, have they? Because of the weather. Just had, just had in time to enjoy that cup win. Getting ready for the uh, the game against Arsenal. Yeah, uh, best wishes to Rebecca Bass as well, who uh, torn her ACL, MCL and meniscus, which is like, the whole knee, basically. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like it might have been... The ligaments on both sides. And by pure chance, I was reading a book about a guy who's had a knee operation. Um, so I know what the meniscus is. Please, do well, tell. You're the coach and the physio. You should know. <laughs> yeah, but I'll explain, it in, I'll explain it in medical terms. You're more right, likely to explain it in simple, a it, simple way that a layman can understand. It's the cartilage that acts as a shock absorber between the thigh and the shin. Yeah, you're more or less right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what would you? There's, how more, would you, there's how, more to it. No, it's for it's for a different. It's how would you, no, come on, how would you describe it's it? Come on, come on. My science. Is it, and, and people like getting really granular in this stuff. The the, um, the connective uh, leg joiny bit, the connective bits. Yeah, does all that. Yeah, it just holds it all together. So, so when you're doing sort of an operation on that, what yeah. do you look out for? Yeah, any loose bits. Yeah, the police probably. <laughs> <laughs> I did Simon Cowell's facelift. That was a complete success. <laughs> he looks pleased. With, uh, at the end of that game at Stoke on the highlights, you could see Rebecca Bass going across the pitch on crutches and congratulating all the other players. Which then, when you look at the state of like the list of injuries, I would have just been in the back of a car sobbing, wanting yeah. to be taken to the hospital if my entire knee had just been smashed up. So, yeah. But, as well, it, as well, it, bear in mind they have to have normal lives as well being injured. It's not like being a professional footballer where you just go, well, I'm injured. I'll just go into the training ground and have someone work on my leg for a few hours every day. Got to go do a normal job and stuff. That's would you Would you recommend that she go in the training ground with torn ACLs, MCLs and meniscuses his eye? Get on that running track. Or would you say maybe run it, just run it off? Leave it to the surgeons for now. <laughs> well, yeah, better, I mean, footballers are weird, aren't they? Like Dallas broke his bloody femur and he was in the training ground doing stuff about three weeks later, wasn't it? It was, mm. uh, yeah, but good luck to her. And we're through to the FA Cup fourth round, as we know, from beating uh, Cardiff, which was a lot of fun in the end. Um, we've got either Accrington or Boreham Woods. No, it was a lot of good. It was a lot of fun at the start. At the end, we lost. We conceded two goals, and everything got a bit silly. I mean, but now we've got a little bit of time behind us. We can look back and get it because that was fun. Uh, it was. The, fun. Forget the last ten minutes. Just a bit of an aberration, but we had to concede our customary two goals. But apart from that, it was good fun, wasn't it? Uh, plenty of goals and all that. Um, would you prefer Accrington or Boreham Wood? Accrington. It's not as far, is it? True. That's what I'm going to go with. Should still fly there though, just for um, just for the sake, just because it's the modern thing to do, isn't it? Right. Just just fly there, leads to Manchester, and then and then what? Is it not 45 minutes in the car from Manchester Airport? <laughs> <laughs> then the is coach there, over the M62. Is there not yeah, an, it's uh, perfect. an empty not an air, coach? An airport at Accrington. I'm going to say not. There'll be one. There'll be some kind of. There'll be an airstrip of some kind, won't there? Or maybe a rotor port so we we're, can take a Sea King helicopter. We're Premier League. Land it on the pitch. I'm just having a look. I mean, there's plenty of big grassy areas around it. You could maybe just... Because like, you know, um, up at Roundy Park, you know, Soldiers Field, the big grass bit at the top, that used to be an airport runway mm. during the during the war, wasn't it? It was used in a, as an airfield. So they could do that. Just land it there. All right. But yeah, yeah I don't oh, know. Actually, Leeds-Liverpool Canal skirts around the top end of, uh, of Accrington. Slow boat. Barge yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> Stick all the players on what, a barge. What, what, how fast does a barge go? About four miles an hour? <sighs> Something like that. That might be a bit faster. It might be slower than that. It's one of those trips that you really you'd want Alioski back for that kind of thing. What barging? Yeah, well, Leeds United on a narrow boat going to Accrington <laughs> with uh, Alioski as the skipper. And... <laughs> He'd wear the hat, wouldn't he? Like the full. full but anyway, it might not be Accrington. I don't yeah. know how you get to Borumwood. Uh, don't have any M1. Is how you get there. Let's have a look. Borumwood does that have an airport? I looked on Borumwood's uh, website just for like anything really uh, the other day, and one article on there I think had twelve views. The most recent article. Which I thought was lovely. Yeah, bless them. But yeah, they were meant to play. Let's not patronise them because they're going to beat us in That's the That's very Cup. true. They were meant to play before us, weren't they? But then the pitch was frozen yeah. and now they're going to play next Tuesday as long as the pitch, the pitch isn't frozen. frozen. Yeah. London Elstree Aerodrome. I'm all for an aerodrome. Mm. I love an aerodrome. I'm all for London Elstree. We can film a, a screwball comedy while we're there. Yeah, it's directly 
West is, is the, the aerodrome is not far at all from actual Boreham Wood. Is that where all the Carry On films were filmed at Elstree? At the aerodrome? No. Well, I bet the aerodrome, well, is it possible that the aerodrome is a conversion of the studios? I don't know. I mean, did the studios always have a runway there? That's the big, the big question. Uh, anyway. How else would the big stars have got there for I'm looking at Boreham Wood. You're right, Michael. It's just, it's basically, Boreham Wood is at the, the almost the, the join of the M1 and the A1. There's some big films done at Elstree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Dam Busters, Moby Dick, 2001 A Space Odyssey. And what's Dam Busters about? It's about aeroplanes dropping bombs and that. So what do you need? You need a runway. A runway. So there you go. Yeah. Shining, Indiana Jones. Mm, good. I, I, I and Robot Wars. I think we should play we should play Boreham Wood because um, it's got better access. There'll probably be better like TV coverage as well with Elstree available. Mm. Accrington next Tuesday, seven degrees raining. Boreham so, Wood versus so Leeds United, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Boreham Wood's ground. I was looking at it um, on Google Maps. It's very basic. I mean, very basic indeed. Mm. Well, what what level of football are they at? L- low. So what do you want? Com- conference only. Something like that. No, they're in like the 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 Vanarama Northern bit or something. Are they? I thought. Oh, I don't know. We're, we're doing deeper patronising stuff. Yet. I'll tell you what. We'll find out when we'll they play one that, another mate. for next yeah, week. Yeah, we're, we're, if we're not playing them, we I can't research two learning. teams, can we? <laughs> no. Whereas Accrington, we know obviously we know loads about them. Well, yeah. No, we don't because the whole joke about Accrington is that nobody knows who they are because who are they, etc. Who are they? Exactly. Um, the film. Uh, it's um, that was Joffrey Gellhart's little brother in that. It was yes. So the Brentford preview uh, in the league. Is this a league fixture? It is, yes. Right. Okay. Why are we thinking playing a lower, another lower league? Strange, side? yeah, yeah, to find us playing. Yeah, Brentford. Um, they've beaten Man City and Liverpool in the last few weeks. I mean, Liverpool are terrible, as yeah, it turns out. Yeah, can beat them. Um, and as, as last night proved, you can get at Man City. Yeah, they're beatable. Um, so Brentford essentially have achieved nothing since, uh, since the League One days, as far as I can tell. Yeah. I mean, they're not doing well, are they? And they're not well coached. No. Not well run. Yeah. Uh, I think they need a new stadium. Yeah, that one's tiny, isn't it? The one they've got. Yeah, some tiny little shed that they've got. It's a bit so. like, it looks all a bit like Gilliam's away end. If you've ever seen that, I think mm. it's just all on scaffolding. So, so they're, they're well overdue uh, a new ground. I hope they get that one day. I do. Well, they can dream, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know what they'll need it for in League One, mm. necessarily, when their attendances return to normal. Once they clear up the clerical error, which has seen them put in eighth place in the Premier League. <laughs> this whole thing is blown over. Maybe play, once the... Uh, playing really well. <laughs> maybe once the PRS bill for unlicensed use of Hey Jude lands, mm. Paul McCartney gets them shut down for unpaid uh, uh, royalties. Yeah, it seems fair enough. Don't like Brentford. <laughs> Just annoying. Because the, the, the plan with Brentford, this is the second season up, isn't it? Yeah, but we all know that third season syndrome's going yeah. as we're experiencing right now. We're really hoping they get a big <laughs> dose of what we went through last year in their second season, but it's not happening. They just seem to still be quite good and still keep buying good players for cheap and uh, winning matches um, and being really smug about it. So it will, it will genuinely though be interesting to see from a like you know an objective point of view whether they do eventually regress to the mean. Just because if you don't have money in this league. And they're always going to be genuinely capped by the size of the attendances and the commercial stuff they can offer people. Help to help being in London, I think. Then whether they do end up struggling mm. in subsequent years, because you wonder whether is it a lightning in a bottle thing with Thomas Frank, who succeeds him eventually? There are questions, gen, you know, genuine questions around that. What else does Thomas, Thomas Frank keep in bottles or glass jars? Don't know. Probably his milk. Yeah, good one. Jams, mm-hmm. pickles. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what, who wouldn't? I mean, if, yeah. If what he, does he pickle? If he had to go away for some for some reason, mm. I guess that would maybe you'd throw things up in the air a bit from. Mm. What does he pickle? Anything he can get his hands on. Did, did you notice that in the Aldi centre aisle in the run up to Christmas, they had big um, like sort of thing those five liter things of pickling vinegar. Oh, okay. I nearly bought one, but then I realised that I really don't need five liters of pickling <laughs> vinegar. Just walk around Aldi going, "Could I? Do I need a whacker plate?" <laughs> Do I need five litres of pickling vinegar? It's a big temptation when you've run out of booze as well, isn't it? Oh, I've got that pickling vinegar. Um, <laughs> Take the edge off. It's hard to tell this season, really, isn't it? Because with Arsenal suddenly winning the league, which nobody saw coming, Manchester City uh, can only seem to get it together in the second half of things and keep losing games. Liverpool being terrible. Not sure that was really predictable. Scum getting good again. And that's kind of... It's hard to tell whether that's what's letting Brighton and Brentford... Fulham? Fulham get up there, are they taking advantage of kind of a, a season where the, the top six, the big six, are all kind of having their weird uh, crises and they'll all be back next year? 
or whether it is like, oh, Brighton, now they've broken that nine wins in a season barrier and got rid of that uh, loser manager who was holding them back. Are they now legitimately going to be top seven, eight for good now? Are Brentford actually going to stay up there um, and keep punching above their weight? Or is the, I guess the other version of it is you look at Leicester and like gone from winning the league, Champions League, to now really looking in danger of relegation. I think us in the middle is like, I guess we just like, we just love to get involved. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just being in the middle of it, looking around and going like, oh, Brentford are good this year and oh Brighton are good this year and oh Leicester aren't good anymore. It's like could we just have a like a turn? <laughs> the um the fixture down there at the uh the G Tech earlier this season was an absolute horror show, wasn't it, in terms of completely playing into their hands and, and it being exploited ruthlessly. Didn't help when we had some of our more expressive defending, mm. the old free form defending. Mm. Brent, um Brentford really hoovered up the chances at the G Tech, didn't they? They did. G Tech make the yeah. vacuum cleaners. Yes. And garden products. Mm-hmm. I think we've done this before. We I think we were trying to get a free lawnmower off them. <laughs> <laughs> Why we're on a first floor office building. Do you mean you wanted a free lawnmower? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you a vacuum? We'd take a vacuum, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah no, we would. Yeah, absolutely. Our office vacuum. Mm. Yeah. Hi, G Tech. Um, but uh, yeah, we were, we were terrible down there. Although we actually played quite well and controlled a lot of the possession. Very reminiscent, I guess, in a way of, of what happened at Villa, but without the, the five goal pasting yeah we weren't terrible there we actually were alright for a lot of it should have had the penalty on Sinistera as well mm. and he scored it's a brilliant, brilliant goal yeah. yeah Sinistera yeah. gave away a penalty that's right Somerville was fouled even the penalty that Sinistera gave goal. away Sinistera scored that really good goal didn't he as well yeah and the the, uh, the penalty he gave away was not a penalty and then Somerville should have had one because it was worse uh, Sinistera scored goal of the match and I think we should have got three points for that mm-hmm. so we're then, we were cheated then were we and then Urente yeah. just went mad yeah and uh, Tony should have been banned anyway yeah and, and if he is going to get banned I dare say it'll be like Monday they'll just wait yeah I mean, wait, wait until he's scored his goals these, this th- these things take time don't they mm. and I, 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 they've not really released, released full details of what he's done wrong have they just lots of it I think yeah seems just, to be the, the other bits they have released there yeah. are lots of bets and they just need to whether they're going through them all individually um, well, lump on for him to score this week. This weekend, the way that we're defending, but you never know. You know, you never know. We might have timed it up by then, or kind of, com- kind conversely, of he's not been betting against his own team or anything. If he, because if he did done that, I think they may have acted with a bit more haste on it. But if yeah. he's just been you know, sticking money on because he's a bored rich man, <laughs> so I think he's why most footballers bet because they're like, something to fucking yeah. do with it. Well, and you know about it as yeah. well. You know, you know a bit about. I guess that's the problem is you know too much from the authorities' point of view. I mean, I'm falling back completely and utterly on um, recency bias here. But because we won through the week mm. and we scored five goals, I'm all for us doing it again. We've got our new thrilling, exciting attacking lineup. So I think we might flip reverse what they did to us down there at Ellen Road on Sunday. You're predicting a 5 2 win? Yes. It's pretty safe idiot. to concede that we'll. Concede. We'll concede two. Yeah, that's the same. Because we have to. Um, it's just how many we score, isn't it? Mm. The crowd will be buoyed by a victory through the week. We get off to a nice bright start. Hopefully, another twenty-six second goal would be fine, and another brilliant one. Yes, if he wants to do that, I again, don't want. Can, I don't yeah. want to see a scrappy twenty-six second goal. I want some overhead kick next time, Willie. Up your game for Christ's sake! And then you know the lift that we'll get when we're three-two up, and then Jorginho Ruter comes on alongside a rejuvenated Pat Bamford. Mugs available at the squareball.net. Everyone's going to be up for it, aren't they? Yeah, let's say yes. <laughs> you don't sound entirely convinced, Michael. Well, I'm. I'm very concerned about our defending. Because we even leaving aside the fact we were five 0 up and they were late goals, we, kept, we gave Cardiff chances in that game again, and they had a goal disallowed. And oh, I don't know. We st- we still look a complete shambles at the back. Yeah, because but then Brentford's weaknesses. We've got to take a uh, a little look to what WhoScored.com are saying. They are weak at keeping possession of the ball. Uh, very weak against long shots. Um, weak at avoiding individual errors. Weak at defending attacks down the wings, which I guess is irrelevant, but uh, <laughs> weak at defending against skillful players. So if we're going to bring on the most two-footed player Jesse Marsh has ever seen who loves to dribble, I think it's a, it's a Ruter hat-trick is uh, destined to happen. Sinister is back. Exactly. Nyonto, obviously. Unstoppable. Even uh, Somerville's not going to make it, is he? But um, even Brendan Aronson, if he sort of sorts his life out, he is very good, skillful, running forward and it's kind of player they won't like to play against if he's in uh, 
Um, they are a little bit of a worry with their strengths. Um, mm. no, I was just reading through these, and these don't fill me with dread at all. Yeah, they're strong at creating scoring chances, creating chances using through balls, uh, strong at counter-attacks, strong at finishing scoring attempts. Attack, uh, attacking attack set pieces, we're, we're notoriously good in defence with stuff like that. And, I mean, that was one of the, the major criticisms of Cardiff, that we just watched another corner go into the net, and then we're kind of like, oh, good, he was standing in the wrong place. So there's there's a lot there. I mean, we know from is there anything on letting the, them score five against us that there's a lot they can do to hurt us. Anything in the data Moscow about um, <clears throat> standing at the back post and just waiting for it to come to you? Um, no, but I think most teams ten, tend to just discover that that works against Leeds rather than it being a particular characteristic. Right? Okay. Of their yeah, own yeah, yeah, yeah. Team. You can just you can just generally just look up and you can be like, oh, see your mates free on someone there. someone's screaming for it at the back post and Although, there's no one stood anywhere near them. If you listen to Jesse Marsh. He says that does not happen <laughs> and it's a leadership issue. We've just got to be braver and that's mm. that will stop anything like that from happening. So we got away with two against, against Cardiff, didn't we? Because, I mean, admittedly, they did score from one. But the one where Luke Ayling made a mess of it, there was actually someone at the back post ready to head that in if the cross had been better. As yeah. it was, it kind of went between Luke Ayling's legs and bounced up and someone middle of the goal scored it. But then mm. there was the other one where there, were, there was just a straight pass across that the player let go under his foot and it went out yeah. of play. It, right. was, it, was, it was quite close to being 5-4. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to I, be fair, it could have been 10-4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't on the... Like the radio call. The yeah, match ball after the game. I absolutely <laughs> loved, I loved that match and just like how good we were and that it didn't matter that Cardiff were terrible because we played against them as if they were terrible. We didn't let them, we didn't draw 2-2, we didn't do anything stupid, mm. we scored five, but there was just enough in it and I decided to ignore it until I uh, decided to change my mind now but just like <laughs> let's just ignore the bad stuff the, the, the weaknesses that we conceded it's, it's a good way to. it is a good way to navigate life that it's just bury your head in the sand and be in complete denial about important issues well it's easy when you've won 5-2 I think it's when we lose games 5-2 um, or 2-1 um, at Villa and then when that's when Marsh is saying yeah, no this was brilliant uh, that's the kind of that's where it doesn't quite work if we can if we concede 2 to Brentford and score 5 then praise it to the high heavens. I would absolutely uh, ignore any problems whatsoever. Still not conceded a goal with uh, Verba on the pitch, have we? Shame he's injured. I did see that the other day. I don't even know if it's true. I'm assume, I assume someone else had checked the person who tweeted it. Yeah, it'll be right. Marsh be, said it, right? Oh, did he? I'm pretty sure uh, he, he, uh, mentioned, he mentioned Moscow. that. that. <laughs> That's immediately been discarded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says a lot. Yes. I can't be expected to listen to everything he says, can I? <laughs> no, I think he was right. So that's that's a good sign. He does. He looks decent. He, he against um, in the home game against Cardiff. He was sort of uh, sort of like you didn't really notice him in a good way. I thought that I had that exact same thought. I thought I haven't noticed Max Verber, and that's a good thing. Yeah, in the way that you do notice Diego Urenta occasionally and think, "Come on, Diego, <laughs> make this yeah. a good one." <laughs> he didn't try and he didn't try and knee it out of the stadium or anything like like Urenta did at one point. A big triumphant thigh swinging towards the ball. My favourite. If we're just gonna, if we're gonna like tear that performance apart now, my favourite bit is um, uh, Furpo was looking really good uh, until partic- particularly until going forward. And I started sitting there when I was thinking about how much I was just enjoying everything. I was like, "That's great, Nyonto's goal. That everything's going." Pretty. And I was like, "Furpo is playing well. That's how good this is." And then. He, the, he passed the ball to Greenwood, ran into the penalty area, and Greenwood tried to pass it back. And Furpo was just looking in completely the wrong direction <laughs> and just didn't see the ball being hit. It is. He was just got distracted, so, by, distracted by the floodlights. It was so funny, and you know, I don't mind these things. Where I've been a little bit, and you know, I think Furpo. There's, there is. It's funny because what I've been thinking was trying to work out what the difference was from the first game in Cardiff. Why did we only draw 2-2 and go 2-0 down to a team that obviously was as bad as they were when we saw them at Elland Road? Like, well, Tyler Adams is one big difference. But then I was like, is, is Furpo some kind of factor here? Because we, he is a left-back and we're playing with a left-back at left-back and we're trying to attack more. Rodrigo. We were, we were better in the... Rodrigo. Uh, um, we were better in the second half down in Wales when we stopped trying to attack through Rasmus and we started attacking through... Furpo. I was like, is it me? Are we maybe going to be better if we have Furpo and we just play him into form? And then he did that and I was like, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a, it's a bit of a sawtooth graph. It's not necessarily a straight line. And it, it is, I think that's still there to be explored. It's like, what can, if we if we give Furpo the chance that we hoped he was going to take at the start of the season when he, he was like, he did the interview pretending that he hadn't, like his leg wasn't falling to pieces. Like, 
yeah, last year was difficult. This year's going to be good. If you can maybe start that from now. And it's a little bit like Bamford coming back as well. It's like, we'll start that from now. We've got Bamford just banging goals in. Um, so goal after check. goal and just like mug after mug being sold in his name. Let me just check. So what you're asking is, I've taken notes on this, is you'd like our players to be good rather mm. than not good. And injured. Right. I'd like them to be good and playing rather than no good and injured. So we build the rest of the season around Furpo, Bamford, for sure, and uh, that will do. Just D- those Dallas, three. Dallas is due back as well, so... Stuart Dallas as well will be like a new signing. Yeah, we, we've nice. not heard from Jesse yet, so we, he may be confirming that Verba's gone for a small operation, which is what they always <laughs> like to talk about. It's just a small operation. Just a little clean-up. A little procedure. Yeah. He didn't look too bad, was my, was my medical opinion of him walking off the pitch. Yeah, and you obviously have the, uh, the expertise in mm-hmm. this. Rusty and Janelle's boy, Brendan. Mm. Is he having a rest for this one, do you think? I think so. He's needed one for a while. I know he did get one midweek, but... Let's give him a night out. And also, it's the West End. Take him to a show, dinner. Well, you know we're at dancing. home. We're at home. But him, he can go to London. <laughs> <laughs> he can go to London and just take in a show, and dinner and a dance, and get, get drunk. He, maybe what, what musical do you think you'd like to see? Oh... One of the cats ones, I don't know. One of the cats ones. <laughs> he, cats, uh, cats one or cats two. He had um <laughs> when they doused him in beer when Salzburg won the league, he was saying that like, oh, he's not really a big beer guy, but maybe you know it's under nice, twenty one. It's course. nice to have yeah. one, of course, because he's only just turned twenty one. And he does kind of have that air about him of maybe it would do him some good to just get him pissed. Because <laughs> <laughs> he seems like since he's come back from the World Cup, Before he's just or been, after the game. Never did George Best any harm, actually. No, it did him a lot of harm. Um, <laughs> whichever works. Yeah, but he just looks in need of just like... Bit of fun. Cobweb cobweb clearing seems to be the Brendan Aronson thing. So just like, just do something to get his head clear and, you know, good good night out. It's that, it's that bloody injured girlfriend of his. He's too busy worried about her. Get rid of her. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Find yourself a nice, a nice Leeds lass. I'll take you out boozing <laughs> five nights a week. Is that what we're arguing? Um, I just thought like one night out would Could maybe you, fix okay. him. Imagine the sense of wonder as you take him into a Weatherspoons. <laughs> why, why even Weatherspoons? There are three legs. Right. Go hardcore for him. Yeah, really go in at the yeah. deep end. Yeah, why not? Predictions for this one, I've already said 5-2 to Leeds. Well, Moscow's going to London for it, which is a <laughs> strange approach. So you're off to the West End to take Brendan. We've even done, what have you been working on all week? A magazine that's coming out in this for this game. So why on earth did you think it was being played in London? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm very well. Fair enough. Uh, it'd be like, it's going to end up like 4-2 or something, isn't it, to someone? Mm-hmm. I, I can't possibly see a world in which they don't score just because of the way we're playing and the fact they've got some good attacking players. So I don't know, let's just try and win it 3-2, 4-3, something like that. High scoring. It's our best bet, isn't it? Mm. To outscore the opposition. Mm. It, it genuinely is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and who knows what the defence will even be? Like, because we've, I know we've been playing. Ailing seems to have got himself back as first choice right back, but then he did that thing the other night, which, but that was at centre back, so does it count? And Cooper and Cock had, had little muscle injuries, didn't they, that mm. he didn't want to risk. So um, we could end up with a scratch. Charlie Graswell could be back. Is it little muscles that are injured or muscles that are injured just a little bit? It's not, there's no clarity around that. Right. But um, it feels. I was going to say it feels a bit like the Liverpool game where you don't really know what's going to come and then suddenly we win. But then every game is like that at the moment where you don't really know what's going to come. And, and then, we can lose. And then there's, there's the results. Like if you compare Fulham and then Bournemouth and then Spurs, all those games that just... Like there's, and that's, I guess, the problem that we're, we're trying to shake off is every game being different. This would like just a run of um, wins. <laughs> yeah. Or just not defeats, but... Uh, it's hard to pre- it, it shouldn't be difficult to it should be difficult to predict whether we'll win, lose or draw against Brentford because you know that's football and you never know the future but it's that it's difficult to predict how we'll play and kind of what performance we'll put in is it's hard to know whether it's going to be a close match that either team could win or whether we're going to get absolutely battered 7-0 <laughs> and that's kind of the that's where it's difficult we're not sure what level of performance is going to come out Marsh will tell us that because we had the the nearest to complete that he's seen since he's been here against Aston Villa and then followed it up with a strong, confident performance against Cardiff that we're, we're on the move now. And uh, he was saying last week, like he, the, he is feeling now the most positive that he has felt 
since he's been here, which given he celebrated a 4-0 defeat against Manchester City as if it was the best thing that had ever happened to him. The positivity levels must be very, very high for this to be the most positive. But then it's there's, we don't have the confidence, I don't think, that yes, we will use that momentum instead of no, we're going to uh, crash into a ball against Brentford. But we'll see, we'll see. I guess it's the fun of finding out, isn't it? My prediction, final prediction on this, whoever scores the most goals will win. Correct. And it's time for the third and final part of the show now, which is uh, Heroes and Villains. First, the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award. Someone what has taken a dump in our corner, metaphorically speaking. A whole bunch of nominees have come in then. So we've got our defence coming under the spotlight. Our corners are relevant there. Yes. um, Jesse himself taking a few pelters. And uh, Aronson. Bless him. In the non-Leeds corner, uh, Martinez. Who's that then, Michael? The Villa goalkeeper. So this goes back to the Villa game. Yeah, he just won the World Cup. We'll what do you mean? Who is he? And Ashley Young as well. Um, Mike Dean on VAR, plus other referee nominees in the form of Michael Oliver and Andrew Madley, who conspired to deny us things in a game some days ago that I've now forgotten. And uh, <laughs> the media in general and Gary Neville. Right, so who do you want to um, drill down into? Again, metaphorically. Mm. I mean, the defence, it's, it's a bit like the Jesse stuff. It's been over a lot of times, but... Jez says the defence. Fuck me, rigid. <laughs> Dreadful. <laughs> we fucked me pink, didn't we? Yes. The other day, different ways of pink and rigid. Different yeah. ways of being of being fucked to an unpleasant situation. Mm. Uh, yeah, from Melia failing to organise uh, through to the DMs going missing and not doing the Calvin thing. But that kind of was where Villa's goal came from, wasn't it? Because we allowed Tyler Adams to try and score a goal, and then they broke, and there was yeah, no and one he was, there. He was too busy like signing a peace treaty in there. I know he's very statesmanlike, and. Uh, but he, he seems to be deciding to have another speech about peace and uh, prosperity with Ashley Young in Aston Villa's penalty area because Ashley Young did a really good tackle. He was congratulating him and saying, well, that was great, great play guy. Uh, when really, what he should have done is um, crunched his scum face <laughs> into the ground, remember, like spotted, mm. he should know, X-Man United player. So, uh, and, scum and face. And also revenge for defeating Kevin Blackwell's team in the playoffs yeah this is for Watford 2006 <laughs> all of that stuff and then maybe have the game stop because it's a free kick to Aston Villa because Tyler Adams is wailing on Ashley Young in the six yard box and then we don't concede that goal so um, this is Leicester defence I've, I've somehow talked Tyler Adams who was our best player <laughs> by some distance and an absolute beautiful human into being the villain well but... let me save you with a segue out picking up on the words ex-scum player because <clears throat> excuse me that for me is the is the leading candidate in here and I would like to put forward now my motion if you would like to carry it is that this should be Gary Neville and the media in general for trying to sell off Willie Nonto. And we have the Aussie Sean Dyche who's got in touch. So um, could we hear from the <laughs> Sean Dyche what he's had to say? Uh, I mean, you, you could just do the, do the last sort of it's, sentence if you want there, Sean. Get, get your mitts off her, Willie. Get your grubby mitts off her. Grubby Willie. mitts. <coughs> but yeah, perfect for Man City was... The, oh, you were going Yeah, it was perfect for Man City, wasn't it, that... Um, Neville was peddling on his airwaves. And they didn't even give him player of the match. No, no. Scum bastard. He's gave the be- it, he's gave the it best to somebody who scored and assisted against us. But He's the best player in every match, is Nanto, which will, uh, yeah, we'll come on to play with the year, but he's, he's won. He's <laughs> the, uh, the short version of that. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's like a point and a half ahead of everyone in, yeah. the, in the ratings. Yeah, we, we know, but we know what our defence is like. We know what Jesse Marsh is like. I suppose we know what. Um, Mike, uh, what's he called? Mike Neville. Um, Gary Neville is like, um, Martinez, uh, I can't help but kind of like him. Well, it was one of those that he was doing loads of time wasting, but I almost don't blame players for time wasting. I blame referees for not yeah, yeah, yeah. just sorting it out because they can do, as Bielsa used to say, they have the tools available. Yes. So. Add time on or book people early. Is, is it virtually impossible to get booked in a first half for time wasting? Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I feel like you so rarely see it. Gary Monk's Birmingham had a really good go at it, didn't they? When they came to Welland Road, went and goal down and started time wasting. It's just something that you don't. It doesn't happen. It's like refs have got a rule. They generally won't do it until the last ten minutes. Yeah, it's like and you it's... can you can spend a minute over a goal kick in the in the first minute, and they'll just be like, "Man, it's fine." Mm. And uh, they Mike... don't don't add thirteen minutes on like they did at the World Cup. Either. Mike Neville was a newsreader in the northeast of England on <laughs> uh, on ITV. I knew he was somebody. Yeah, sadly. Um, Passed away in 2017. But he was born James Armstrong Briggs, so his stage name was Mike Neville. What a weird choice. Yeah. He probably, I mean, he must have done that before the name was left in tatters by... <laughs> it's probably an, equ- an, an equity card thing. 
there might be an equity card holder with that name already. You choose something else though, Mike Neville. Although I suppose if it's a Northeastern, Nevilles were uh, bishops, weren't they? Weren't they? I've no idea. Let's say yeah. There's a big uh, kind of like rich historical medieval Neville family in the the Northeast around Durham and stuff. So maybe um, maybe you wanted to pretend he was one of those, and that's how he got the job on uh, Tyne T's TV. Mm, maybe so. Maybe so. I, it's for exposed me, his whole life is a lie. Any any objections to Gary Neville then? Yes, lots. No, I, I can't stand him. Me, as in, we can't say that about some of the refs. That's libelous. Uh, it's got to be Gary Neville. Gary Neville. I think I think the refs are probably worthy of of some for the. Um, it was Michael Oliver, wasn't it? And and Madley for the Villa game because I I think there was at least one penalty in there. Rodrigo. I think Mike Dean. Is it Mike Dean who does the review on the television? No. Or... Mike Dean is exclusively VAR now, isn't he? It's all oh, he does. Of course. And... So who's the guy on? But he, he, he Peter was... Walton or Not Dermot Gallagher? I think it's Dermot Gallagher on the Monday, you know, when Sky mm-hmm. do like a roundup said the Rodrigo one was a penalty. And, he, and I'll we, take it. And the referees union is very strong with those things as well. Mm-hmm. They, they try incredibly hard to see. I mean, Peter Walton's the worst because he changes his mind during games, doesn't he? As the replays are going on, he's going, no, I think... The referee's right to just give a yellow there and then he changes it to red and he goes, no, that's a good decision yeah. to, give, to give the red. He's, he's done well there yeah. to, to change his mind. He's bright to have a look at that. I'm, I'm sticking with my, my Neville nomination here because I realise that like Willie Nonto, what he's done is he's transcended all that existential dread that we've got as Leeds fans because he's such a joyful footballer and he's brought me so much happiness this last week, which we'll get onto, I guess, in uh, Heroes in a second, that I don't want Gary Neville selling him on in future mm-hmm. can't we just enjoy him in the here and now because I went swimming yesterday and I did 45 minutes which I'm well proud of right and or, I reckon or, or five lengths to put it another way I reckon <laughs> I reckon I spent a good 35 minutes of that 45 thinking about Willie Nonto's goal fair enough yeah he just passes the time doesn't it just, I'm just thinking ah oh, we're so good I just, enjoy him so much as a footballer did the 45 minutes include blowing up your armbands <laughs> that's one of those those pink flamingo <laughs> you, you put it around your waist uh, dear me come on go with me yep, on this Neville, it's going, it's going yeah, Neville right. can have fine. It. let us keep him give us a give us at least a year before you start talking about him leaving Christ he's about how many games has he played like seven four or something seven, right yeah so Wilfred Nonto is is yeah as you were saying there Michael streaking away with player of the year now isn't he with his with his scores um, and he's definitely in the mix for that now so good on him congratulations for winning that probably I feel a bit bad for Tyler Adams because well he should play better he's not as, but he's not as fun is he so he's never going to get but the he was walking it and then it's fine yeah. Him and Melier were well in the lead. The latest scores are in the new issue of the mag, which will be on sale uh, Friday, Saturday. So, but Friday's today, isn't it? So <laughs> got to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, she five is out any moment, and that has the the full like list of TSP plus members, player ratings of the year so far, and done a little uh, pre and post World Cup for some of them, which was basically turned out to just be a way of picking on Brendan Aronson. Can, um, can I put forward a motion now that assuming? Willie Nonto wins this, which I think he probably will in the end of the season. Can we have a trophy made up for him? Oh, probably a life-size one. Because I want to go meet him and hand it over to him. Ah, I, I, do you know what? I ended up, Philip spent a lot of time talking about players' families on this, but the club tweeted about, it was it was a pam, Pamford, I've done that again. Has a bounce. A spoonerism. Has a bounce. Um, he was saying that his dad dropped him at training, which I thought was cute. So it's very I, sweet, yeah. So then I started trying to find a picture of his dad. I was like, oh, let's see what his dad looks like. And in doing so... so you stopped searching for the mums now? Yeah, I was, I was onto the dads instead, yeah. just for, um, you know, equality reasons. It's, it's good yeah. to stalk, stalk a dad now and then. But <laughs> it, it also, on the same page as there were pictures of his dad, there were pictures of a young Willie Nonto, and he's the most adorable little child you've ever seen. <laughs> Even even in the youth team, he's it, still an adorable little but, child. But he's basically got the same face as he's got now. But yeah. it, it's it's somehow even even more adorable when he's little. You go, ah, look at him because he's same as he's now. He's loads littler than all his teammates as well. But clearly the best player, yeah, ever. He's winning the Hero of the Week award, isn't he? Um, I mean, Rodrigo yeah. got some nominations. Bamford as well. I, uh, I enjoyed the description of Nanto as an Italian Tasmanian devil. He's just he is an absolute menace. He just is constantly moving about and doing really good stuff. Mm. Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> well, yeah. There's a, there's a weird involved. streak of Alan Smith within him as well, where he just wants to get involved in loads of things that have nothing to do with him. What, but what, fact, that's why Tyler Adams won't win player of the year. Tyler Adams, next time Wilf Nanto is chewing the ear off a referee when he's already got a yellow card, walk over and take him away. <laughs> as I am living in constant fear of a second yellow for descent. There is a daft yellow card sending off coming up in this season, isn't After there? Is, yeah. And it will be for something like it was on <laughs> Wednesday, where it's somebody else's fight entirely. He's arrived 10 minutes late, started kicking off, yellow card, and then he just moans and moans, and it just needs, we're talking about leadership, I feel like I'm Jesse Marsh, one of the leaders, go over there 
and just turn him around and walk him away because it's uh, it's the one thing that he needs. We don't need him sent off because he's, he's, he's our only good player. He's scrappy do, but minus being annoying. He's got a, he has got a bit of the gradles about him, both in in his play and in his um, his, his stature, his yeah. desperation to get involved oh, in a bit of aggro. He'd love to dismantle a ref. <laughs> you can tell, like what gradle. I wonder if Gradle ever looks back on that and he's like, yeah, at least I had a go at him. Um, <laughs> you know, just you, to know what it feels like. You'd underestimate Nonto at your peril though because you'd see him as, a, you'd think, oh, he's a little, a little fella, but he, mm. he'd be he'd be quick. Little swift uppercuts. I reckon you'd be on the ground before you know it. Well, it's kind of, that's the, the underrated part of his volley. His super bike was when um, the little push on the defender sent him flying. Which is finger strength. Yeah. yeah. It's just done enough and it's not, it's not a foul. It's not, a, uh, it's not really a push. It's just a little touch and he's totally knocked him. He unbalanced off. the opposition. He did unbalance the opposition and just made that little bit of room. Obviously a huge nod to Mateus Click for giving the finger to Cardiff fans, which is, it was, you know, we said in terms of a perfect sign-off for him. I'm so glad he came back and had that opportunity and that was the perfect sign-off given flicking the bird to the mm-hmm. Cardiff fans. Um, but doing it in a really childish kind of teenage way, especially with Liam Cooper and Stuart Dallas as we, we tweeted out saying egging him on in the tunnel going, give the V's, give him the V's. And he, but he did the uh, the finger resting on the head, didn't he? And the FA can't touch him. Nope. There's a lovely uh, blog by Rob on our website about that, comparing Dallas and Cooper to his two older sisters who used to get him into trouble for things, knowing that he would not rebound on them. And it was a lot like that. I was like, you can do this. We can't. <laughs> Do it. Rob, two older sisters. Any 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 brothers in the mix? Uh, no, the I think it's just the two older sisters. Right. Is, uh... Noted for the birth order thing. <laughs> so we know for future recruitment. Yep. Yeah, when we're uh, employing people. We'll work around that in future. Uh, Rob also saw, did some research on his, uh, his fleece. Or oh, was that you, Moscow? Mm, no, that was Rob. Yeah, so I, how I, much, I, I did how the much? same thing. Well, I'm, I managed to find it for sale for $757. Which is yeah, from farfetch.com. That is 620 quid in today's money. It's Supreme, so it's very limited. So the the after sale market. But it sounds like it strong. would be with a name like Supreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably not for me. No, did look, you... it did look quite cozy. Yeah, but it's like the sort of thing I'd buy from a market and wear in the house. <laughs> I mean, the glam- a, what a glamorous you know, picture you paint of yourself. You have a wolf on it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So congratulations then to to Wilfred Nonto for uh, bringing us joy this week. Then correct. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's won it, hasn't he? Of course, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, but before we even mentioned Bamford, we have not mentioned Bamford. I mentioned the, return, him, I, the returning. I, uh, him, I did mention him in passing. I said the yeah, returning, the returning broken fall. Yeah, um, and the beautiful photo of him, Junior Furpo, and Luis Estera in a tight ice bath. Bamford's face is great. Yeah, I don't know who gets the most credit for this photograph. I hope everybody's seen it um, so they know what we're talking about. But uh, Bamford's. Uh, well, Junior's in the foreground looking quizzical. Mm. Probably taking the photo, I imagine, because his arm's out of shot. Yeah. Then Bamford is sort of off to the right with eyes slightly ablaze. Well, there's a big uh, kind of eyebrow raise, but his hair is great. And also, I was going to say, like, the cre- whether the credit for part of the credit for this goes to his parents for excellent genes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Louis Sinistera in the background sticking his tongue out and looking funny. But part, and also, he's given little uh, two's fingers over Bamford's shoulder, which is uh, an underrated factor. But the whole thing. Like the choice of filter, and then also to have captured these expressions in one shot. Junior Furpo as a as a photographer, new club photographer. Mm. It's it's an absolutely. It's almost it's like looking at Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it is as well the three of them together, and just yeah, he's done really well. So Junior Furpo like takes a great photo, and again, yeah, the the filter choice, the whole thing um, has really brought the best out of all of them. So good. So Junior, so junior gets a nomination Furpo too. Should have a, a hero nomination for the photo as well too. But yeah, Bamford, uh, the one goal, the goal at Villa. Kind of a lot of that's down to Nyonto making it, but being in the right place to finish it, and then uh, the the first one in particular against uh, Cardiff, um, taking the time, then just like a beautiful finish. I think the second one, I think, is actually is not to be underestimated as well because that was a difficult one to take as he had to take it early mm. and it kind of he had to take the touch and then the second touch just poked in. I thought it was really good. The uh, the Cardiff goalie, I don't think, was very good. Not to take much away from anything, but he did look pretty desperately. He shouldn't be getting like a, a gentle lob over from Bamford's left foot I think in that Bamford, situation. Bamford sat him down and made him look like a fool. Don't you take away from my Patrick. It was a great goal. And I hope he uh, keeps going because... He's on a streak. Rodrigo while you're trying to take that goal away from him, look at his, that's the face he's doing at you while you're trying to say that wasn't yeah, a good goal. Totally fair. I hope he keeps doing it because he's still got a lot of mugs to sell. 
Although people <laughs> so, are, because pe- we've mentioned it and I tweeted out about it earlier on, people are saying that they now se- seem to be sold out. So, have Anford mugs. Yeah, that can't be right, can it? No, no, no they'll never sell out. We'll we could get a reprint. We've probably just put the wrong stock number in because we're idiots. <laughs> I've got a burial load in the field to, uh, <laughs> so I, to confuse archaeologists. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's our hero of the week. It's, uh, it's Wilf Monto with some many, many other Honourable mentions, I think, this week, who've, uh, who've done some good stuff. For the us, other so. bright thing about Wolf Nianto in the Cardiff game that's worth mentioning is the uh, the, the gradual growth of we're there, we're there, as a replacement, much better chant. That was happening on uh, uh, Wednesday night and more power to anybody who wants to chant that um, because chants are better, mm. easier to learn. Chants versus songs, this is, by the way, you've written about it, it's on the blog. One word, two syllables, mm. nobody can go wrong with that and it sounds really good and if you think, you know, what was Messi's song at Barcelona? It's just saying the word Messi over and over. So that's good enough for uh, for Wilf. I would still actually, I would much prefer if there's time for a late bid to just chant Wilf, 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 Wilf. But if it's got to be Willy, then uh, I think we're there. Uh, sure that uh, was used for Wilf copping back in the day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there you go then. That wraps up the weekly show for this time. We'll be back next week. Have we got one game next week? Or have we got two? Let's have a look. Oh, we're back to one. Thank God for that. Two championship teams in a row, though. Mm, mm. That's been a bit annoying this week, hasn't it? And, and in fact, our next game after this weekend is going to be against uh, either Accrington or Boreham Wood. Mm. So, really plumbing the lower leagues. Three non league sides in a row, more or less. <laughs> we'll speak to you next time. The Square Ball Podcast. 